When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Dan, it's been like three weeks, maybe even longer, since we had a victory Saturday show. I know Saturday yeah. coming coming in finally, finally coming in. Uh, we are the Uncle Puckers, Chris and Dan, with you this evening. Uh, we just finished watching the Devils uh, finish off their their road trip in Florida, heading down to God's waiting room and taking three out of the four points. Um, and tonight, putting a big old kibosh. On the uh, Florida Panthers' nine-game win streak, you are not getting the 10 because the Devils showed up to play tonight, and we are going to talk a lot about it. Uh, Dan, what a difference a goalie makes, huh? Dawes was uh, fantastic tonight. looked great throughout. He made saves that really lifted his team. Uh, You know, Florida probably didn't have the start they wanted, and Devils capitalized early. And, you know, it's a lot of game left with that Devils – lead sitting there two goal lead with the way things have been this season against a team like Florida you know on paper you should be a little worried but Dawes was so solid so like I would say that even early in the third I felt very confident that they were going to be able to finish off a game with a two goal lead against an aggressive team on the strength of uh yeah you know good overall play but really hot goaltending I mean Dawes did everything right he was fantastic uh you know Bobrovsky I'm sure he wanted a goal back that hurt his team. So that really is, it just takes one little mistake or one save that you weren't supposed to make. And and that's what happened for Dawson tonight. He was great. Maybe, maybe I have some PTSD lingering because I don't think I was comfortable with that game till about 10 minutes after the third period ended. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> I was comfortable that we were going to win. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I was just watching this and saying, I, if this is Vanacek or Schmidt, we're done. There's no way we win that game. Uh, I honestly believe that this game was, we've said it for the entire season. Like, yeah, we want our a goalie to come in and make a big save for this team when they need it. But we also said not as much, but it would be great to have a 
goalie steal a game. And yep. tonight, they stole a game. He stole oh, wow. that game. And uh, that was so refreshing to watch, like finally having competent backstopping back there. Uh, it was, it was, uh, and, and look, you know, you go on the road, you're completely depleted playing, in my opinion, the best team in the NHL, right? In the Florida Panthers, especially the way they have been playing and you get some greasy goals. Like you said, maybe, you know, not Bobrovsky's best effort on them, but you know, those aren't the type of goals devils are used to usually score. You know, they're, these were not the pretty goals. These were going hard to the net and right. checking and hard work and you got the goals. And then to be able to close that game out in the third period. And Florida right. was Florida was coming, man. They were – and Dawes just doing what Dawes did. I, I, it was awesome. It was – It really was. Yeah. And, you know, this team – I said a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, that I felt that the team was ready to pop, that they were on the verge of something. Jack got injured and everything. But this is a statement game. And not to, like, the NHL, hey, everybody get on notice, the Devils – beat florida big whoop it was a statement game for that team for the dressing room yes it was you know we played a great game beat one of the best teams in the league and we did it without you know a b c d and e and they had to play a little different and they got it done and it was it was a really good game and they frustrated florida tonight dawes frustrated the hell out of them yeah uh this is the way to play you know that is more playoff like than some of the more beautiful, you know, efforts they had this year with pretty goals. And these are the kind of, you know, this is the style of game you have to play if you want to be successful in a playoff series. So, um, you know, I'm definitely excited to get all the people back. We have to get back. But I hope that this mentality is is, is going to linger when that happens because this mentality with the, the talent that's uh, returning is going to really carry this team far. It, it was – it. It was a great effort from everybody. I mean, I saw guys like, you know, going that that little extra, playing super hard. Uh, I'm thinking about Hall and making a diving poke, poke check to, to clear that zone. Uh, I'm just thinking about a lot of the strong end board play. Um, you know, the penalties they were kind of bad calls, so you know, really, you know, no nobody killed us with penalties. Brendan Smith, he did a good job staying out of the box, uh, and even the people, you know, even the call on ball, I, I didn't. I think it was such a great call, so I can't even blame the player. They just played a good, clean road game. Uh, I'd like them to start playing that at home, and uh, I'd like them to start playing it with a full roster because it, it was it was really good to watch. I mean, they've had prettier games, but this was a great effort. It gave me a lot of hope for the future. Yeah, I mean, if you could put together the hardworking kind of, you know, physical – gritty play that they've had the last two games. I'll even go back to the Vancouver game, maybe the second half of it, um, and and put that together with good goaltending by Nico Dawes, and then you add, like you said, the Jacks, the Meyer, Palat, and you can get those pretty goals and all that other stuff. I mean, it, it's obvious our power play is a shell of itself without Jack. So yeah. that's something that if he doesn't get back soon, uh, I think is going to end up hurting us a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's, I wonder if they even try to like adjust for it because they just know they're never going to come close. So just wait for him to get back. Try to win games on the uh, strength of your five-on-five five play and yeah. a decent penalty kill. And uh, they are right now, as of the end of that game tonight, they are in playoff position. Uh, they are the second wild card right now in a, a like crazy, ridiculously tight 
um, division. But, yep. you know, we go over some of the games tonight. Every team was playing tonight. So the Rangers lost to Washington. So the Rangers are in a bit of a skid here. They've lost four in a row now. The Canucks beat the Buffalo Sabres one to nothing today. Um, the Ottawa Senators beat the Sharks five to four. We beat the Panthers four one. Uh, once again, the Oilers are rolling. I think they've won now ten or eleven in a row. There, they wow. beat um, the Canadians in overtime two to one. Flyers beat Winnipeg, who was playing an amazing game two nothing. Man, this Flyer team—they're not going to go away. I am so shocked with that this year. It's one thing I did not see coming. Is a no. you know a, a competent, dangerous Flyer team. They're not going away. Seattle Kraken beat the Columbus Blue Jackets seven to four. The Red Wings are now starting to come to life. They beat the now oddly struggling Los Angeles Kings five to three. The Lightning beat the Ducks five to one. The Hurricanes beat the Panthers. I mean the Penguins in overtime today three to two. The Avalanche beat the Maple Leafs five to three. And Coyotes and Wild, Arizona is up 5 nothing over Minnesota at the end of the second. The Bruins and the Blues are tied with about 15 minutes left in the third. The Isles were tied with the, uh, the Predators. Panthers. Yeah, they're still tied at zero with about 14 yeah. minutes left in the third. Blackhawks are up over the Stars one nothing in the third. And the Golden Knights and the Flames will be starting in about two or three minutes as we record this at 10 o'clock at night. Big so that's... Night. The, that's a huge hockey night. A lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of these teams that we need to jump on. We got some things go our way and some things not. But once again, it's not about uh, what the other teams do. Take care of your own business and they'll be fine. What is that? You having a party up there? Apparently we are. Nice. So as of right now, we have uh, a game in hand on the Islanders. They're sitting above us. With 48 points, we have 47. The Flyers, man, they have we have three games in hand on them, but they have 52 points already. So, I mean, they're they're five points ahead of us. The Hurricanes, and they're only two points ahead of the Rangers. Wow. So the Rangers have 54 points. The Hurricanes have 53 points. The Flyers have 52 points. Then you go to the Islanders, 48. Devils, 47. Capitals, 46. Penguins, 46. This is a crazy, crazy yeah. division. That's a logjam. I mean, there's no way knowing which way this is going. That's for sure. So, you know, like you said, Devils take care of Devils. And I, I think Devils fans know that this team has what it takes to do everything they got to do to get in the playoffs. It's just a matter of will it happen. And uh, you, got, you got a lot of positives. Despite the injuries, you got a lot of positives. I do like the way they've responded uh, to all these injuries this, of late. I, I thought they would have a little bit harder time with it than this you know i, I thought agree. they'd be a little closer to 500 but uh, i don't know what the winning percentage over over the last eight or nine games is but it's better than that by a lot right yeah. where are we at i didn't count them but it's it's pretty damn good they're, or they're over 75 percent, right mm, yeah over the last like eight games yeah, yeah. i think so um i yeah. think they had it before it was like out of the last like 20 something we're like 13 and i don't remember exactly but we were doing you know we've been doing pretty good over the last half of of you know last quarter of the season they have been playing a lot better but i think a lot of these teams islanders flyers tampa bay teams that are ahead of us even teams below us like washington saw that how depleted we were 
how awful our goaltending has been. And they probably, you know, that's red meat. We can just, you know, these guys are going to, they're not going to do shit. And if you can keep your head above water until these guys get healthy. Yeah. I think every devil fan thinks that this team can go on a run. I think they're going to go on a run. Um, and, and, you know, doing it without Jack, doing it without Timo, that is so good for the confidence of the rest of these guys. I thought the, you know, that third line tonight with, uh, I thought they played fantastic. So tonight. strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, and we rolled four lines a lot more tonight than we did against the lightning. Um, the kid, uh, Bowers and, and, and Wilman had a lot more ice time, at least to the eye. I haven't checked yet, but that's what it seemed like. Uh, yeah, know. it did. It did. It was, I mean, I, I love that. I love the way Nico played. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. played like a leader tonight. He was, I mean, he blocked shots that, you know, really, they were huge. That, in fact, that last one, it was, it was really big because, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing, as good as Dawes was playing, if they get that, that, you know, goal to get, come up within one, uh, I think with about five minutes left when that happened or something like that, I, I don't know if they hang on to the lead the rest of the way because it would have been like a little bit of a crusher and, it, and it's a whole team thing. They've seen it before. So, you know, as much as Dawes was the man tonight, it, it, the team played well around him too when they had to, uh, really making the effort to do that. Uh, things like the block shots. I mean, that's not happening by accident. No, and we don't do that a lot. So the fact that we, we did block a lot of shots tonight and we have been, uh, just even, the, you know, the – my problem, uh, you know, when you're playing a really hard four-checking team, like, we just cannot get the puck out of our zone. Like, they, you know, Florida was on top of us all night. And it's well, the just, one goal they did give up, that was that kind of play. Right. And, it, you know, there was, what, four or five shots on goal, a couple opportunities for the quick clear, but, you know, coughing it up, and uh, eventually it did result in the goal that, you know, Dawes was never going to do anything about that. And a hell of a pass uh, to, uh, I guess it was Reinhardt, uh, who made the pass? I can't remember. It was like between the legs, backhand pass. It was Reggie. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, you know, eh, good effort on him. And but you know, you and it was on power play. So yeah, that's, you know, that's so. true. Or yeah, exactly. And they only had a few more seconds to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a couple times they they had chances to maybe play even a tighter road game. You know, where you're just clearing the puck. You got a lead. You're clearing the puck and. Uh, you know, uh, some people find that less interesting to watch. I get it, but um, that's what you want to do for a road game: is give your, to give the other team nothing. But they did damn close to that. Right. Well, before we get into our predictions for the week, uh, I just like the balls on this kid Dawes. He went for the goal. You yes, saw it, right? Oh, he I loved went it. for it. He did. That and would have been so amazing. Close. Yeah, that definitely would have been amazing. Uh, yeah, I I did like that. I did like that. I mean, he had two goal leads, so nobody's gonna, you know, freak on him um, for trying. It wasn't like he risked a one a one goal lead. So I love that he did that. Definitely. I, I can't remember the last time we had a goalie go for it. Do you? Vanishek's never gone for it, right? No, I think I the mean, last one has to be Marty. That I can insane. remember. You know, Schneider maybe once. I can't remember it, but I feel like it had to have been once, right? And not that I can think of. I'm sure if Bobby were here, he would know he exactly. Yeah. yeah he, he, you know, I wasn't, to be honest with you, I was not following the Devils that much during the Schneider years. I wasn't watching a lot right. of hockey then, you know, like we talked, I've said it before, well, you know. I know we haven't scored since Marty. That's for sure. No. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive about that. I don't even think we had any really good close calls. 
uh, Schneider, you know, Blackwood, Kincaid. I don't remember ever putting anything close to on that. Maybe they went for it once or twice, but I can't even remember that. I did not realize just how good Nico Dawes is at playing that puck. Uh, he made a couple of, yes. of plays on that puck that were just perfect passes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just really smart uh, with it. And he plays it really, really good, which is such a huge asset, especially on the penalty kill, having a guy like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I really like Dawes a lot. And I just, yeah. which, you know, there was an article that was just posted today, um, or I don't know if it was posted just today, but I saw it today. Um, and it is on New Jersey Hockey Now, and this was uh, James Nichols. Okay, so we all know James Nichols. Mm-hmm. And this is the headline, Devil's Goaltending Hits New, Personal, and NHL Low. Mm. So the New Jersey, this is after the Tampa Bay game. So, yeah, it's fairly recent. New Jersey Devils' goaltending situation continues to reach new lows. Following the Devils' 4-3 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning on Thursday, goaltender Vitek Vanacek leaped Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender Ilya Samsonov with an NHL worst minus 13.42 goals saved above expected via money puck. Vanacek is dead last among the 87 goaltenders that have played an NHL game this season in the statistic, and it's seemingly not going to get any better. So the Lightning rung Vanacek up on Thursday for four goals in just 20 shots. He made 16 saves, accruing a negative 1.72 goal saved against expected. In other words, the Devils should have won last night. So he goes on about... um, Money Puck shows that although Luke Glendening scored two goals and one was an egregious error by Luke Hughes, an average goaltender is likely bailing out the Devils on at least one of those low-danger goals. Glendening's first goal had a 6.4% chance of being scored and his second just a 65 And okay. the overtime winner by Darren Radish, the chances of the average goaltender allowing that goal was 3.1%. All right, before now, we go, I just want to yeah, say like these. This is what I want to hear from. Hear these, these like numbers, I I don't. Okay, years ago we did not have these stats, but it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like a crowdsourced information above expected. They're doing it based on a formula that, that you know I get it. Kind of arbitrary though. I mean, I mean, to I think say sometimes he he's not going to. Right, and that's what it comes down to. So the the way they go about that is, I mean, I think it's fair. It's fair in the sense that it's it's a formula. Like if the shot is taken, and they try to program different situations into that model, right? And then they um, come up with something that at least is fair as far as evenly applied to everybody, right? Uh, so it, it's not like it's a worthless stat. I'm not saying it is, but um, I think sometimes they get it wrong. And I will tell you that, look, dude, when your defenseman like on the Hughes Luke Hughes cough up, the, it, he coughs up the goal, and a guy basically has a breakaway. 15 feet in front of the net, he, he rips a shot. Like, you're not expecting too many goalies to save that one. So I got to argue about that one as that's an expected uh, – that was even more expected than the other – I don't think so. The larger point is well taken. I mean, we know this. We've said this. Uh, any individual game, I could tell you why. It's not all on Vanacek. It's a team thing. But you got to look at the whole story. And we've had half a season to play. And we haven't seen – uh, Vanacek, uh, or Schmidt, um, steal us many, I want to say any, I, I don't know, close to any games this year. They've been competent, um, in many games. They've been given no chance on uh, quite a few, 
But then there's this gray area that makes all the difference. It's like the ones where the team did not play well in front of you, but you stole the game. That's the NHL quality goaltender that's going to take your team far. We have not had that. You know, that's not to be judged in one game, you know, and, and we haven't just seen one game. So, like, stats on one game are kind of – I can argue with them on that, especially one specific goal as if Vanacek should have stopped that, you know, basically giveaway to a breakaway uh, the other night. But it doesn't matter because the overall point is correct. I can't argue with it. I mean, just based on what I've seen, it's maybe more intuitive than, you know, uh, I don't have stats for you. But I think fans watching this and, and knowing what is, you know, what's been the trend, I think they understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really – I'm really disappointed in Vanacek's play this year. It, it's – I just don't get it. I don't know what is – and, I, again, yes, the defense has not been playing good. But, again, you'd like take a night like tonight, right? right? It, I thought the team played really good. They allowed a lot of shots, uh, you know, 30-something shots on goal. You're also playing a team that just has a motor running 24-7. They don't yep. stop. Um, and, and if Vanacek is in goal tonight – we do not win that game. And I'll even say if Nico Dawes was playing Thursday night, we would have won that game. I believe that. At least with the performances given, you know, definitely. Definitely. What, you know, you look at the every game that, that Nico Dawes has played so far, he has played yeah. really good. We even the loss. with a small sample size. So, like, what I said about the trends applies to him, too. And we don't have enough for trends. But I like where it's going. And, you know, we're on the right track. You just got to keep it going. Uh, I hope that that it kind of – that nobody drops the ball. I hope he doesn't come out and lay an egg, of course, but because um, that's going to shake the team's confidence. In. But I hope the team at some level realizes, okay, we play well with this guy. Let's keep it going and, and not take, you know, nights off defensively because it could take, a, you know, a really bad performance from the team or the goaltender to kind of sever that really positive relationship they got right now. You know, it's two-way street. The thing that worries me is that Lindy Ruff will keep on playing Vitek Vanacek more often than he should, in my opinion. That's the thing that worries me. Like, you look at Seattle. The Kraken were struggling all season, right? And one of their biggest problems was Grubauer was not playing to the level he was playing at last year. So, you know, it looked like they were just going to fall on their face. They have rolled off, I think, nine in a row now or eight in a row now. They have uh, their – and it's all on the back of Joey Decord. And this kid comes in, and he has been playing phenomenally for them, and they're getting the timely saves, and they're winning games. So you don't take the guy out. You let him play the lion's share of work, and that's how I feel about Nico Dawes right now. He is the only goaltender – that has played for this team this year that I actually have confidence in. Um, and even if he has a, a bad game or so, I still have more confidence in him right now than I do with VTech. Um, sure. So I'm just worried that Monday night, VTech Vanacek will be in against Boston. Like, to me, it doesn't make sense. You look at the schedule for next week, and we play Monday, we play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. In my opinion, Friday night should be the only game that VTech Vanacek gets. Yeah, um, I think that would be where I'd go into it and I might change on the fly if I don't like what I see on the first two games, but that's actually, uh, or at least in the, even in the first game, let's say, uh, but that's actually what I was thinking the same thing uh, uh, that I would, if it was up to me, I'd play him three out of four. I 
don't think so. But I, I am I, I don't want to jump on my predictions, but I I am thinking he's going to get two or four starts. That's, That's one of my good segue. Good uh, segue, Dan. Yeah. So let's do our predictions, okay? So right. every Saturday, uh, me, Tony, Bobby, and Dan, we make three predictions for the upcoming week, and we keep score. If it's a basic prediction, like so-and-so will have a goal and an assist or whatever, it's one point. If you make it a difficult prediction, you need more than one thing to happen, you kind of make a multi-leg parlay, we give you a hat trick. And right now, Tony is leading all of us um, with his predictions. He doesn't really take too many chances, but that's how he wants to play the game. So we'll start with our accountability session, which is our predictions last Saturday for this week's games against the Lightning and the Panthers. We'll start with myself. I have gone now two weeks without a point. Maybe uh, this week. Yeah. Devils will be awarded a five-minute major penalty out of these last two games. I said it. Mm. It was it was a hat trick, and it didn't work. I said I that like spirit, but it didn't. It did not happen. No, I said that Andre Palat would return in one of these games. I was so wrong on that that like that's, he's not that even seemed like he was the most likely to come I back. Thought so at the time right. And then the next day, they said that it was Timo Meyer that was most likely to come back. So I was like, Fuck, I put in uh, bastards. Yeah, I said that. Blame that, Amanda Stein. That was her report, right? That yeah, was, I like to blame her for everything. all Amanda Stein's fault. Yeah. And then, okay, so I said that this is this is a bad beat. Michael McLeod will record both game winning goals, or just how well any games that they, that the Devils win. Oh yeah, Michael McLeod. Okay. Would have the game winners, okay? Okay, wait. So, yeah. So I you said, wrong. I'm trying to remember. You said that any game the Devils win, mm-hmm. the game winning goal is going to be Michael McLeod. Yes. Now that's a, such a hard, hard thing. Were we going to give you three for that? Right? Yeah, it was a hatch. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that's such a hard thing to do. Listen to this bullshit. Okay. 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 Thursday night, they're tied at three. Whose goal gets called back? Oh shit! Dude. Michael McLeod's tonight. You, you were so tonight. tonight the second it goal. The goal they thought it was McLeod, and it and ended up. They gave it to Brat, and it went off Brat's skate. It was like it went off Brat's skate. It looked like maybe it went off the goalie. That's a bad beat, dude. I should get a point. Bad, bad beat point. Oh man, oh, man, that was so that is, close. I can't believe you were even that close. That was awesome. <laughs> I'd be willing to I, give you one just for being close to that monster bet. That's crazy. I know. I thought I had it, but I was wrong. All right, we'll go to Bobby's accountability. He said that the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning would go into overtime. Hmm. Bobby got a point for that. How do you know? He said that the Devils will score two power play goals against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hmm. We didn't score any. Nope. Bobby also said that we would lose tonight against the Florida Panthers. Come on, man. All right, we're going to Tony. Tony said that Graham Clark will score a goal. We saw Graham Clark for about four minutes since he's been up. He said that Jesper Bratt will score at least three goals in the next two games. And he said that Dan will get no points. I'm not going to ding that one until we do yours, which uh, happened you right now. Yeah. Then you said that the Devils will get two or fewer points this week. 
so close. <laughs> you said I had bad vibes, but it turned out good. So bad for the me. Devils will get a shutout, and I thought, I thought tonight you were going to get it. I was, I was so. I'm well, watching. This, I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I'm making that bet all the time because mm-hmm. I can't stop making that bet. But I, this is the first week. Last week was the first week I was like, this is a stupid time to do. There's only two games, right? And and the way they're playing, and the, you know, the teams are playing. I don't think they're going to get a shutout. Then this game happens, and it's like, dude, we could get right. the shutout. Uh, I thought it, thought it was going to be tonight. It and looked like maybe. Your third and final prediction were that the Devils would be 100% on their penalty kill this week. Unfortunately, uh, that is still a thorn in our side, a pain in our ass, and uh, which then makes Tony's Dan will get no points this week. Point for Tony. He's uh, What's the scores now? He's in the lead by what? So the... Updated scores are Tony has, uh, what is that, 13 points. Wow. You are in second place with 10. Mm. I am in third place with seven, and Bobby is last with six. So Bobby and I are really scrapping, scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Right. Now, since Tony, Tony – what's that? Tony's pretty amazing at these games. I don't think he can be, he can be beat. You know, He's like a – He's like an idiot savant or like half of that. I don't know. I'm not going to say Yeah, it's just half that. I don't know um, what you I do. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, this week's games, we have the at Boston on Monday, back home against the Canadians on Wednesday. We are in Columbus on Friday and back home against the Dallas Stars on Saturday. Big week, four games. Um, Tony and Bobby, who are not here on the podcast, did text us or their – predictions so nice tony's first prediction is that nico Heischer will lead the devils in points for these over these next four games he <laughs> said that new jersey will score two or more goals in each of these four games that's okay i, I could see that he says that the devils will beat the boston bruins on monday bobby says that mark andre flurry will be second in in all-time goalie wins by the end of this week. I don't know how many he has to get to number two and nor how many games or what wild schedule is and how many games he might actually be playing this week, but that's Bobby's first prediction. His second one is the Devils will go three and one over the next four games and that they will not, his third prediction, New Jersey will not announce their stadium series jerseys by this time next Saturday. Oh, boy. So now let's start with you, Dan, your first prediction for next week. I am predicting three or more power play goals. Now, normally in a four-game stretch, it's not too crazy of a bet, but I'm a little worried because, you know, we just we just talked about it. That's This yeah. power play is not what it used to be. I do think they're going to adjust a little bit. I think uh, that in this stretch of four games, they could find a way to score three or more power play goals. All right. Uh, my first prediction, I think that our run is about to begin and the Devils are going to go 4-0 and this week. Wow. I love it. That's a ballsy prediction. I think that's what they're going to do. And Dan, your second prediction, sir? I'm going to uh, predict that Dawes will start two of the four games. Now, I want them to start three, but I, I don't think so. I do think the needle will be moved from where it was and he's not going to start – you know, the minority of them. He's going to get at least half of these games. 
Two or more games. He should get he should get Boston on Monday, absolutely. Uh he should get Montreal on Wednesday, give VTech Columbus on Friday, and give Dawes Dallas on Saturday. I mean, it, enough with this 1A, 1B. I think just in this four-game, tiny little sample that we've seen of Nico Dawes, he's shown us enough that he is the most capable goalie we have. And you need points. He should play three out of four. But because of what we just talked about, I would not be surprised if it's only two out of four. Um, my second prediction is that Timo Meyer will return for – the Dallas Stars game. So he'll mix three more games, but he'll be back against the Stars. Okay. Now, if he returns before the Stars, do you still get that no, bet? Did you I'm win? Wrong. It, okay. So you're saying he can't play until the Stars game and has to be there at that game. That's a tough one, man. Yep. I mean, to uh, nail I, which game he's coming back, uh, I don't know. That might be worth more than one point. I don't have anybody else to bounce this off of. I will give myself a hat trick until I think so. I say I otherwise. think it's fair. They yeah, can I fight us fair. on it. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh, – I listen, I hope he's back Monday against Boston. But uh, that that's what I'm going with. So your third and final prediction is that the Devils will get a shutout? Well, you know, if I was like Tony, I would say – I would turn this around on him and bet that Tony will get a point. And that would be the safest bet instead of constantly losing with this bet I'm going to make, which is the Devils will get a shutout. I am not taking that off the table. Not yet. I'm going to wait for the worst possible time. Like maybe the last prediction of the season, regular season. I'll I'll just drop it, and then they finally get one. All right. I'll go one higher. I will say that Nico Dawes will shut Mm -hmm. out the Habs on Wednesday night. Now, is that going to take away my point? Are you guys doing that? I never quite understood. I don't know that. if we're going to steal do that stealing point thing. So uh, right now That's... we'll just keep that as one point for you, just having a, a broad shutout, and I think hat trick for calling the goalie and the game, or no? I'd say so. Yeah, okay. that'd be great. So I'll say Dawes against. He'll probably won't even play against the Habs, but that's what I'm going with. Now the Habs are the sa- the Friday night game. No, Wednesday. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I want him to play that game, but that's a that's a good point. Uh, Boy, will he play that game? If I'm Lindy Ruff, my brain is like a Lindy Ruff brain. Who am I playing next? I think he goes to Vanacek next to the annoyance of everybody. Yeah, I think he's going to do it, man. I'm just trying to decide. No, maybe he rides Dawes. But in that case, if he does ride Dawes, even if he plays well, Dawes plays well, I think then then Lindy's going to play Vanacek against Montreal and you're going to get fucked. I probably I don't know. will. I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you with this. It's a tough one. I'm going to say that if Dawes keeps playing, I'm going to look at this as as with as much common sense as I possibly can. If Dawes what, plays what good, if run doesn't. Right. <laughs> if Dawes plays good on Monday against the Bruins, one o'clock I start. By the way, so everybody can remember that. Don't miss mm-hmm. it. Uh, if he plays well against the Bruins, why would you put Vanacek in? Let him play again. If he feels good, let just keep him in there. That's what I think. You're you're looking for points. Your team is depleted. Who gives you the best chance to win? If he's healthy and ready to go, we're not dealing with people made of glass here. He can play more than you know one game in a week. I didn't so, hear them talking about he had a successful hip surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, some I you know. 
maybe they're going to be a little judicious with him as he breaks that in a little bit more and like not that'll I be a reason not. they don't play him i hope yeah. not too i hope he's good to go because uh it looks great like, yeah it's been yeah. excellent having him up it was the right move you know when they called him up i was like i don't know man i feel like we're going back into goalie rotation of two years ago you know seven different goalies here yeah. we go again but i gotta tell you dawes really looks significantly more matured seasoned than he did his first stint with the devils Maybe that's where, you know, Schmidt will be at some point in the future, too. You know, I'm not writing him off, but this has not been his year. Uh, that's for sure. I don't know if we're going to or if we even should see him this season. That's a, We'll have to make those decisions later, I guess. But uh, love what you see from Dawes. Been a yeah. huge turnaround for this team. I mean, it, and, and it does say a lot about the development that goes on down in Utica. I mean, oh, you know, I, I mean, the team itself has gotten considerably better since 2021 and 22. Uh, but man, this dude looks so good this year. Like he looks just big in that net. He's making great saves. He looks yeah. confident. The team looks good in front of him. Let's just keep it going. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Keep Dawes in there. Now, so. have you ever, um, I'm trying to think of the, other than the, um, ESPN TNT games. I don't remember ever, or at least very often, getting two color guys in the booth for Devils broadcasts. Do you remember us doing that much at all? No. I mean, I, I guess it was like last game, like out of nowhere, I realized Bryce was in the in the. Studio. Oh, he was. No, he was still right. down on the. He was on the. He ice was on the level. ice. Yeah. Okay. But they kept talking. Like they do, the, they've been talking to Bryce a lot more during the games lately. I like know. The last and I was wondering if it was so. like on on purpose, like they kind of wanted a little another voice in there. Yeah. I mean, just a you know, it's just a moment to look at the broadcast. Um, Nothing you, like another think, slow plodding yeah. voice during the Devil game. Well, I, maybe <laughs> Bryce is not it, but I mean, do you think that maybe they're listening to the two man duo going? We need something else with this broadcast. I, first of all, I'm not sure that anybody at MSG gives a shit what the Devils broadcast <laughs> actually sounds like. They had Ken Glossy for how many years? Ken Yeah, exactly. Come on. Uh, we were in Kanji Town. It was awful. But, you know, I like Spalding. Spalding is Spalding. He's not like, you know, my nobody's Doc Emmerich. You know, we're spoiled beyond belief. Um, I, You know. It's weird to say this, but uh, I think maybe Danico had a little bit more chemistry with with uh, Kanji at this point. I, yeah, exactly. I think that it's you know it's been long enough that these guys are gonna have whatever chemistry they're gonna have. We've seen it already, you know. And there was a little thing like last game. I I forget. I don't know if anybody remembers this. It was I want to say it was the second or third period, and they talked about how somebody bumped into somebody and something spilled on Ken's suit, and he got all upset. I didn't. I missed this. Oh, it was great. I don't know what it was. It was like his his some beverage that he was holding. It, they're either in a tight booth, you know, away, an away game, and uh, at, you know, versus Tampa. And I guess something spilled on him, and he sounded like he was like really perturbed about it. And then Spalding kind of like snapped at him, like, "Well, that's what dry cleaners are for," you know. And, <laughs> which I was just like, "There's like there's this little second of silence where I thought Danico was gonna kill him." <laughs> like you just heard choking sounds, and and that's and that's it. I, like it I might hope happen. 
I hope there's tension in that booth. That would be awesome. But it would make sense if there's tension in that booth and they're saying, let's get Bryce in to maybe. Right. And it was always Danico kind of throwing it to Bryce. Like, you know, yes. and, and like, you know, he didn't want to talk to Bill. He wants to talk to Bryce. I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's it's kind of weird. And, and like Danico has been a little, you know, like he's I, he seems still tense lately. Yeah, I don't know he, if it's just me. I, sometimes I watch a game. I'm wondering if if I'm just reading something into it. Or no, not. he's a little off. Um, yeah. He definitely seems a little off. And like you said, Spalding, Spalding. Like I think that he's just yeah, right. D- you know, uh, I, I missed that with the dry cleaning thing. But, but I'll get. I want to get back to them. But before I forget, did you see what the, happened with the color guy in uh, Colorado? Oh no! What happened with this? There's actually a video of it. So the play-by-play guy dips and the color guy went to grab his drink and he grabbed his spit cup and he took a big swig of it during the game as they're calling it. Oh my God. (laughs) Wait, you did that, right? Maybe, but I wasn't on air. No, it wasn't on air, but that was, that was years ago, right? The pool. It was a million years ago. Yeah. I remember that. I think, yeah, I think I might've been the, the uh, self-intended victim of that. I did that to myself. Uh, yeah, uh, like, yeah, that's, that's not a pleasant thing. That's for sure. No. And, and you could see like, oh, he freaked eye. out on the air. He was like, no, out. he was very professional about oh, it. Okay, and the color, the, the play by play guy is trying hard not to laugh at him for doing it. And right. the guy looks like he's about to like throw up and he starts, you know, taking swings of his drink and he's spitting yeah. in a garbage can <laughs> and he's all grossed out. And the other guy's calling the game and looking over and you just see a grin on his face. Like you dumbass, you just drank my spit, but man, that's, that's so gross. That's hilarious, but maybe, uh, yeah, maybe there is some tension there. I don't know, I don't man. Know. I, I kind of noticed a little last season. Um, yeah. so, I thought maybe they were getting to know each other, but I feel like this is it, dude. We got what we got with these guys. Yeah, I, I think that when we said this when he, Spalding first started, like you can kind of tell in the beginning, like Kenny just like really wanted Steve Cancelosi back. You know, know, you could kind of tell. Um, you know, it was like uh, his his girlfriend just broke up with him, and then it's, it didn't seem like they were getting chemistry. And then it was just a little generally tense right now. Like the last game with the Tampa with against Tampa, he I guess Marino made a play. Yeah, uh, and and then so Kenny, I think, just slipped a little bit, and he's like, "You got to get that out of there," yep. you know. He's got to. And then, like he 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 went on for like you know the next few minutes about how. You know, I'm, I'm being a little too hard on him. Dude, being too hard, you know, like he, he really like overthought it. And I was like, all right, relax, dude. Relax. Yeah, he is, I also it's think tense. that he lives and dies with every shift. I mean, he yeah. is a, a as big of a devil fan as you can get. Sometimes right. that's not a great combination for the color guys. Like it makes it's always fun when you hear like Chico Resch cheering in the background when you know they score a goal and right. he's just happy and you hear the little woohoo. You know, I like that. You know, yeah. but Danico like gets angry. About well, there's it. an intensity like, that yes, Chico Resch so, never had. Chico no. is like very affable. You know, he's he, he might get excited in a happy way, but he, you'll never see him like no. actively pissed. And Danico is choking back. The anger at times, yeah. you know, and I get it because that's the kind of player he was. He was not going to sit there and be like, oh, well, we'll get him next shift, guys. He was pissed. You know, yep. I remember him, you know, spitting through his gap, missing teeth hole just at the rest of the team and the refs and whoever when things didn't go right. He's he a warrior that way. So 
I guess, you know, it's to be expected. But I do wonder sometimes, like, is there somebody else you put in there? Because uh, let's face it. I mean, any duo, they, sometimes they those guys don't they don't know what to say next. You know, maybe throw somebody else in there. Can you think of anybody that you'd want to see as like a third mic uh, with our broadcast? Erica Wachter. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen now back in the first round of the playoffs last year, it was another game. Wasn't one of ours. It, no, I'm sorry. It, oh yeah. It was, it was two years ago. It was two years ago. Uh, Cause we weren't in the playoffs and Bryce was doing some, you know, color with another for another team, another game. And Erica Wachter, I heard her for just, it was just for one game. And she sat in on, uh, it was a three-man booth, and she was in it. And I forget what game it was. It might have been an Islander game in the playoffs mm-hmm. two years ago or whatever. And she was very good. And I remember, like, you know, she was, you know, any time that, you know, the guys were talking about something, you know, uh, you know, getting in the weeds or whatever with certain things, like, she was right there. Like, she wasn't intimidated at all. She right. knew what she was talking about. Why not Erica Walker? Yeah, I'd like to hear that definitely because I don't remember that game, so that means I probably missed it or something. But uh, yeah, she's very good at what she does. So I'd like to hear her in the booth, see what that sounds like. You know, immediately I was thinking about players, and I've, I've always mentioned oh, okay. Gomez. I'd like to see you know Gomez come back. I don't know if, if he well, would or not. You know, I think that would loosen Danico up so exactly. Much. That's why I'm thinking about it. It's mostly for him for Danico because yeah. they had like a special little weird thing you know like angry little dad brother and, thing yeah, yeah angry, angry dad, dad yeah, and yeah. his little like you know smart ass kid you know yep. it was that kind of relationship and i think that'd be funny to get a, some kind of similar dynamic you know what movie. that is actually the more you think about it that's brilliant i think it's, yeah, it's a little a, odd couple kind of but, yeah and, you know, I, and history it, and it's fun i would love to hear those two going at it because they you know gomer doesn't isn't going to hold back and if danico right. does something that i'm sure spalding just kind of glances over now like you know that gomer would call him out on it and right. they would you know go back and forth it would be fantastic yeah yeah it could it could it, i think it's worth a shot i don't know i don't know if he's ever been tested for it because he seemed like he was getting involved at one point uh, a couple times and then he backed up I don't know if they do any testing for this stuff and, and maybe it's not for him, but uh, I think he's one of the best former devil conversationalists we have. So I would love to see him try like a third mic thing with the devils. All right. Listen, listeners. Uh, well, maybe we'll throw this out on X and we'll make a little poll out of it. But it, in, until that happens, because it probably won't, but if it yeah. does, until it does, uh, who would you like to see, if anybody, a third mic? Yeah. Just let yeah. us know in any comment. DM us, unclepuckers at gmail.com. Let us know. We would love. I thought originally thinking about just the people that are in the the booth now, part of the broadcast now. Who would you maybe bring up? And Eric, it made sense. No, Scott Gomez is the answer. That's the answer. Yeah, you like him. Oh, my God. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys I love as players that I don't know if they do well in there. And I, I think Gomez has a good shot, definitely. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to bring up, and I don't know if are we running too long for this? No. I just I happened to notice uh, that I wanted to bring up that play involving, and I never did look up exactly what game it was. It was the Tampa Bay Lightning playing against some team. I wish I knew what it was, who it was, and it wasn't that long ago where they tried to pull Vasilevsky, and he. Uh, Okay, he basically yeah. said, no, I, I'm not getting off the ice, you know. And uh, it was kind of crazy because I, I'm trying to remember if I've seen anything like that. I mean, do you remember 
a goaltender being pulled off and him going, no, I'm not doing it. The only thing that's even close to that, it would be like the opposite situation with Raw I was thinking about, but that's not quite the same. But it kind of, you know, it is though. He got pulled. He didn't want to get off the ice. And then when he got uh, into the bench, he threw his gear down. He was freaking out. He was screaming and yelling. And then about two days later, he was traded to Colorado. Okay. I got to look that game up again because I I agree with you the second half about when he came to the bench, he was like, he was, he he wasn't even yelling at the coach. He was yelling at the general manager. (laughs) Like this is the last game I ever played. Exactly. It was it was fucking intense, but my memory of it might be wrong. I thought it was they were playing like shit, and they left him out there, like, and he got like shelled like crazy. I think he might be right. I don't remember. I gotta look yeah. up the game. I got. I, I think no he idea. might be right because that that was. I mean, that was nineteen ninety five, maybe five ninety six season. Yeah, yeah. ninety five ninety six season. Because he he went to Colorado. Ray Bork got traded over there from Boston. They won the cup. Yeah, uh, beating the Florida Panthers. In four. Yeah. In yep, four. Yep. Yep. Van Beesbrook. Yeah. Beezer was the goalie. Um, that was the whole rat thing. They would throw the rats on the ice. And, and do they still do that? I don't know. But this, uh, you know, that thing was brought up to something that I follow some goalie related page on. And they were asking the question, like, Vasilevsky saying, I'm not getting off. What do you think of that? Like, you know, in general, or from if it was your team, um, does, you know any what are your thoughts on this is this a is this a good thing a bad thing and well i i think so I, all right so why was he getting pulled was he just having a bad night yeah and i don't remember like i wanted to look up the game i don't remember any more context than he was they were trying to pull him so i don't okay. know so i guess so he's probably having a bad night and they just want to maybe jump start the team whatever um yeah all right so I love, as a fan, I would love the fire that this dude wants to stay in there, that it doesn't matter. He wants to fight through it. I, I think there's something there. But at the same time, there's that piece that's like, dude, you're hurting your team and all you're thinking about is yourself. Get off the ice. Uh, it's unprofessional. Coach is the boss. It doesn't matter what he tells you to do. You fucking do it. Right. Uh, so kind of, that's I, the thing. It's kind I of can tough. kind of see both sides. Um I, I think if I was a lightning, if it was a devil player, I'd have a lot, of course, a lot more of a opinion on it. But because of just kind of how it, uh, little that I know of it, I don't really know how I feel about it. Like, what no, about you? I, I was thinking about this, and it, you know, like there, it was like I said on a goalie related page and stuff, and I, I saw a lot of people saying, you know, um, I get it, I'm sick of you know teams just like, oh, we're not playing well, pull the goalie, you know, and I get that because we've seen that a lot, like. What are you doing, man? The whole team's playing like shit. And you, um, this year, I would say more and more, it's really, no, it's not, you know, it's not just getting a fresh start. It's the goaltending hasn't been that great either. So I don't know. It depends. And let's be fair. Like, you know, you're going to, it's going to matter whether it's your team or not. It's going to matter who the players are. Um, you know, Vasilevsky's a legend. He's got the love of the whole organization and the entire fan base, you know, he could probably pull this move in a way that, well, we don't have anybody who can pull that move in our team. If, oh, no. If, if Vanacek didn't want to get off the ice, he'd be a what the, what the fuck kind of thing. Because there is a, pro- a negative. It's a negative even for, for Vasi to do this because, like you said, who's coaching this fucking team? Like, what's right. going on, you know? Uh, but I, and, and a part of me does, it looks, likes to look at him as like, this guy's a warrior and 
even if he had one goal he didn't like, he's like, no, we're going to win this game. I'm here. That's admirable. You know, I get that. And in fact, if he, if he said, you know what, I just don't feel it. I don't have it tonight. I'm going to get off the ice. You'd be like, this guy's not, he's not a player. He's not, he's not, he doesn't really have any heart, you know? So it's kind of damned if you do damned, if you don't, or if you are predisposed to it, you're going to like, yeah, that's my guy, uh, no matter what he does, you know? Uh, so I, it's, that's a tough call. It's not something you see a lot of. And then I was thinking, you know what? You fucking see it all the time with forwards. I mean, come on, man. You see guys just hanging on the ice shift after shift. Um, you know, and there are guys I remember back when the devils had like that strict disciplinarian style and Jacques Lemaire's thought you didn't come off the ice when you should, you might not see another game with this team. Like it was really harsh, but at this point, you know, we do have, Jack Hughes has played the last seven shifts, you know, like that, there has been games like that where it's like, do you think oh. that do you think that that's coming from the bench? No, that's coming from him. He right. does whatever he wants, you know, and it's kind of always been that way with superstar players. So why not superstar goaltenders? You know, this, this is an article from eight months ago that says okay. that Vasilevsky refused to leave the net despite coach Cooper trying to pull him after the second period. This was during a playoff game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The old news I've got with you. That's what yeah. I'm wondering. It's possible. And uh, it, it says uh, they lost a the game seven, two, like uh, it says Vasilevsky. Was it after the seventh goal that anyone be pulled? Yeah. According to insider, Chris Johnston, <laughs> John Cooper attempted to pull Vasilevsky after two periods. However, the veteran goalie, who has played every second of Lightning postseason action since 2020, refused. He returned to the cage for the last frame and allowed seven goals on 37 shots. Well, that really kind of shoots down. This is old news because it says there's a a tweet on April 20th, 2023, from Chris Johnson saying John Cooper says Vasilevsky refused to be pulled. That's why he's the best in the world. He's not coming out. That's what John Cooper said back in April. Now, is That's there a new story? Um, Could be old news. Well, no, because they brought it up. I heard about it. Um, I heard about it recently, too. Like, so I don't understand why they're talking about it now. And this is all from like eight months ago. I don't know. Hmm. But. You know, you don't see a lot of that though. It's pretty rare for see yeah. a goaltender refuse to pull. You know, no, I, I mean the only thing is is even kind of close. Like we said, is is uh, the Patrick Wall, but I think I'm misremembering that. I think you're you're right. I think it was that he did. They didn't take him out, and he was having one of those nights. And he, you know, that's when you pull your goalie. And I don't know if he told the coach at the time that he he wanted to come out, and the coach wouldn't do it, but. Yeah, that was a big fuck you to everything and everybody in Montreal. Like, you know, I am never wearing a Habs jersey again. He wasn't Um, kidding. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. But before we wrap it up and just talk quickly about the Boston Brewing game, we're going to give a shout out to our Hockey Podcast Network partners. DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can bet in bet on all the action on the ice with DraftKings. And tonight, you had all 32 teams playing. So, yeah, you could have uh, laid a whole lot of bets down. And all you need to do is download the app now and use code THPN. And new customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets, you're welcome. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Mm, I liked it better backwards. Yeah, that was, that was pretty uh, good. That was, high that skill, was highly fun. skilled. Yeah, that was fun. I think so. this time you said boner bets instead of bonus bets. Though. You got to go back. Boner bets. Yeah, I want to bet on my boner. It's a hard one to hit. Ooh, come on, man! I got to be like, I got to be quicker, right? Don't do it now. A few minutes from now. That's Wait, not that's even the right one. Now say your joke. Boner bets. Ta da! We're gonna work in this timing. You know, with yeah. comedy timing is everything. I am not quick on the draw here. I, I think I, I think there's a delay. I hear you clicking it. Yes, and then it, so like if you're the least bit slow, this thing's making it ten times worse. Yeah, there's it's a like delay. a second delay. You yeah. can't have that. No, no, no. no. unless we That's just. It. Yeah, because well, then we'll just uh, start scripting the entire show, and then I, I can nail them every time. Hours in the editing booth. We'll just fix fix this, right? We'll fix it in post. Fix it in post, baby. Fuck it, we're gonna do it live. So, what do you think? We beat in Boston. We're gonna we're gonna keep this thing going. Is this team about to go back home to play the Montreal Canadiens after beating two of the hottest teams in the Atlantic Division without yeah. their superstars? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think they are. I'm feeling positive about it. I didn't make it one of my predictions, but I think we're going to win three or four games. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're going to win all four. Yeah, I think that's very possible. And, uh, yes, and we will finally get past the three-game win streak. We're going to continue it and, mm-hmm. uh, and keep it going. So That'd be great. We are going to be back uh, in full force, I believe. I think all four of us are around. We're going to be on uh, right after the Boston Bruin game on Monday. Uh, like so that thirty-five, something like that. Yeah, so that show will probably be up Monday night then. So uh, this one will be up tomorrow morning. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Anywhere that uh, you are listening to us, a five-star review, a positive comment, a like. It goes a long way to help us. Or promote. a prayer. Just give us a prayer. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts thoughts and, I, actually, and I just prayers. want the prayers. The thoughts mean nothing to me. All right. Send Dan your prayers, uh, mm-hmm. and I'll be good. And uh, for Dan, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Puck is out. Delay. 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 We'll see you on Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. MLK, 1 o'clock. Too because of the snow. It's over, Johnny. It's over. So we can actually watch the Devils at one, the Bills at four thirty, and the Eagle game at eight. So it's a nice, fun Monday, and then we'll get a nice big snowstorm on Tuesday. I heard about that. I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. It's been too long. I I can't believe.